the galaxy from the box on corner of the galaxy.com the la galaxy made it two big wins in a row as they successfully defeated previously unbeaten real salt lake on saturday night at stub up center and while manuel boatang stole the show with a goal and two assists today we're going to be focusing on another standout player giovanni dos santos dos santos has been a big question mark since joining the team but has everything finally clicked for him we'll be joined by la times soccer writer kevin baxter to discuss so what are you waiting for? Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman. LA Galaxy Insider, Adam Serrano. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, LA Galaxy Insider, Adam Serrano with you. Very excited to be back after a big win for the LA Galaxy, 5-2 over previously undefeated Real Salt Lake. So uh, lots of things happening, five different goal scorers scored, but of course we want to focus on a gentleman who's had a very good, I'd say, last three games, really, specifically the last two games. In Giovanni Dos Santos, uh, scoring goals, having a good time, looking dynamic in lots of different ways. In order to help us talk about Giovanni Dos Santos, we're being joined by LA Times uh, soccer writer Kevin Baxter. You can find him at eight at kbaxter11 on Twitter. Kevin, thanks for stopping by once again. Thanks for having me. All right, so we start with uh, with this Giovanni Dos Santos discussion. I know he's been a topic that we have talked about on this show before. But let's go back, and how would you characterize Giovanni Dos Santos and his initial start with the LA Galaxy, Kevin? I thought he got off to a great start last year, um, and, and then he got hurt. And I know they didn't make a big deal about that injury last year, but Bruce Arena has referenced it a couple times already in talking about how well Gio is playing right now, that he was hurt last year and wasn't really 100%. Before we get like totally deep into the to the Geo thing, I just had another thought, and I know this was really really goofy, right? But you know, the, the Galaxy scored five goals, uh, scored five goals last game, nine in their last two games, nine in the two games without Dos Santos, or excuse me, without Nigel Dijon. If you look at their performance Saturday from the midfield, they got 12 total shots, eight shots on goal from the midfielders, and they got three goals and four assists from the midfield. I know nobody puts uh, Dejong in the corner, just like no one puts Baby in the corner. But when he comes back, 
you know, Bruce likes to go with the hot hand. I wonder if there's a decision to be made or if Zhang just goes in and one of these guys has to sit. Kevin, I'm convinced that for the rest of this year, we're going to do nothing about podcasts, about what happens when this person comes back, because <laughs> we did one on the defense last time and talking about what happens whenever Robbie Rogers is totally healthy now that AJ's back and now that Daniel Starris is playing. We're going to probably have one about Brian Rowe and Dan Kennedy at goalkeeper. We could talk to one about Nigel DeYoung in this midfield. And of course, in this one, at towards the end, I'm sure we're going to get to Robbie Keane, what happens whenever Robbie Keane comes back as well. So I think right now for the LA Galaxy, it might be an embarrassment of riches, but until everybody actually does get healthy, uh, or, or at least comes back from suspension, um, then those are, those are the questions that I think we're going to ask forever. But yeah, that is certainly one of the issues that's going to get brought up here as well. But, um, you know, for the most part, Kevin, we can say that Giovanni Dos Santos, because of the injury, hadn't played much, especially in his first half year with the LA Galaxy. Um, and then even when he has played, maybe not as electric as maybe the expectations were, were there. Well, you know, the thing with him, uh, he reminds me, you know, borrowing from another sport, he reminds me a lot of Yasiel Puig, a guy that just has so much talent that you can just see it when he walks on the field. He doesn't even have to break into a trot. You can just see how good this guy is. But sometimes it seems like he's not totally applying himself to what he's doing. Um, And Bruce talked about that in training a couple weeks ago. He was asked whether um, Gio has his head 100% in the game, and and Bruce covered him and said the question is, um, no one ever has their head 100% in the game, but is it 10% or 99%? Right. And then Bruce said, and that's always been the issue with any player. So there's a little bit of controversy maybe on how much Gio's applying himself. And, and when he does apply himself, he has a game like he had uh, you know, this week. And when he doesn't, then we see him struggle a little bit. But um, and, and you look at the fact that he's been on, what, eight teams in 10 years? You wonder how much of that has to do with, I know there were loans and everything else, but how much that has to do with, with maybe management and, and uh, you know, coaches not being happy with him? Uh, and is that part of that not applying? I, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Gio up close to really know, but obviously he's got a lot of talent, and when he applies himself and, and, and uh, is in shape and, and fit, he plays like he did Saturday or this weekend, and the Galaxy can use a lot more of that. Yeah, Adam, you know, same sort of question. We, you've, you've been covering Gio since he came to L.A., um, has he not been the success that people expected or did people expect too much or are we not paying attention? Uh, first off, you know, I got to say, you know, Kevin, uh, that was one of your more silly uh, ideas talking about Nigel DeYoung in the sudden explosion of offense. So, uh, you know, I got to hand it to you there. That was, uh, that was pretty ridiculous. Uh, but uh, going back to Giovanni Dos Santos, you know, I think the Galaxy fans were right, you know, be wanting more uh, from the Mexican international, you know, last season, you know, he had this great start uh, with his play in CONCACAF Champions League, his play against Seattle Sanders FC and New York City FC was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then he got injured and really kind of tapered off. And it was a, a very difficult time. You didn't see the production from him in that playoff game against Seattle. Um, you know, he struggled against Santos Laguna earlier this year, uh, but right now, you know, I think he, everything is kind of clicking for him and you're seeing uh, exactly what you want to see uh, from Giovanni Dos Santos. He has the freedom to kind of move around, uh, being around a midfield that has players like Steven Gerrard, Mike McGee, uh, Baggio, who's just kind of helping him feed the ball. And then, you know, Josh is artist running off him is really, is really helping him and giving him every chance uh, that he needs to succeed. Kevin, is this Giovanni Dos Santos's best position? Then is it in this 
I don't want to say a number 10, but it seems like he's the number 10 in, in a lot of ways. He's playing the position Robbie Keane does, which is a little bit of a creator, a lot of a finisher, uh, being able to find space, create shots, do all those sorts of things. Is that sort of where he needs to be right now? Yeah, you know, at, at the risk of, of, uh, of angering um, Adam yet again when talking about uh, players that are injured, when Robbie's in there, it's clear he's the target of everything, and he deserves to be, and he's earned that, and, and there's no problem with that. But that means I think Gio has to play a, a slightly different position, maybe maybe a little bit more of a disciplined position and allow Robbie uh, to improvise a little bit. And you saw this weekend that Gio was, was, was maybe filling that role a little bit. Uh, I really love the goal that he scored because – there was a, a you know a lot of Galaxy players pushing forward on that play, and Gio was smart enough to kind of hang back. And if you watch the replays, you'll see this really clearly. Gio kind of hung back and didn't join that rush because he didn't feel like he needed to be part of it. He was freelancing. He hung behind, and when the ball came free, he was right there. Uh, I, I think if, if uh, the Galaxy had been playing a little bit different and if Gio was in a slightly different role at that point, I don't think he would have been there for that goal. I think he loves this this role. I think he loves the fact that he can improvise and run around and do what, uh, you know, go wherever he thinks he needs to be. I, I think it fits him really well. Adam, can you explain the position that Gio is better than uh, obviously I did stumbling through it? Uh, I mean, I think you're, you're hit it on the nose. Uh, you know, playing in that number ten role, uh, kind of as a withdrawn striker, he's able to kind of get touches and find players. Uh, you know, making those dangerous runs behind behind the defense, and he's able to have that freedom uh, to kind of create chances not only for himself uh, but also, you know, for other players. And that that really is Giovanni Dos Santos' natural position. It's a position that you've seen him play uh, with the Mexican national team. Um, it's a position that he played some when he was in Spain uh, and also in England. So it's something that really kind of comes natural to him. You know, like Kev said. Um, it is kind of a vision that's held by Robbie Keane, which is why when you see those two fo- two playing up top alongside one another, you're kind of seeing them run into the same sort of space and which causes them problems and, you know, sometimes hinders both of them from being, you know, as effective as you'd want them to be. Yeah, Adam, I mean, is and, and how is that so much different than maybe what he was doing in other formations? Like you said, uh, whenever he's paired up top with Robbie Keane, they, they tend to collide with each other. Is that really the the big difference is the fact that he's paired with somebody like a Giassi Zardes who basically stretches the field vertically, gets away from Giovanni Dos Santos? Is that what we're looking at, the difference here? Yeah, you know, I think I think, G, I think Giassi Zardes, uh, you know, I've always said, you know, he's a very versatile player, but him playing up top, you know, really helps, you know, natural number 10s like a Robbie Keane or a Giovanni Dos Santos. It allows them that freedom and, you know, it gives the defense something to deal with, you know, with a fast forward, you know, kind of running at you and stretching you in that, in that sense. Uh, you know, previously we've seen Gio, you know, line up in the midfield, um, right. which I think is a position that he can succeed in. Uh, but, you know, he needs to be able to kind of be more disciplined, as Kevin said, and deal with, you know, not only offensive responsibilities, but also defensive ones as well. Yeah, I mean, I, that that sort of gets to it, and we start walking to that 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 point now, Kevin, which we sort of alluded to earlier in the show, is what happens when Robbie Keane comes back? Do you place these two players, Robbie Keane, Giovanni Dos Santos, next to each other, up top, knowing that we've sort of seen that experiment play out? Well, you know, that's a tough choice. And, and as Steven Gerrard talked about it uh, after the last game, when all these players come back, 
you know, Bruce Arena has some real tough choices to make. Uh, another thing, you know, Adam talking about this pairing with Zardis being a very fast player coming up one side, uh, Boateng coming up the other, you know, even faster. That's uh, that's why I think Emmanuel had such a great game, you know, a couple of assists in the goal. Um, and Gio was able to hang back behind them. I, I, I thought that combination worked out really well. When King, when Robbie King comes back, that combination will no longer exist. But but Adam, Adam is right. I mean, when you have a Robbie Keane and an Adam DeJong, they have to play, and everyone else has to fit in around them. It, will it be the, the most explosive uh, lineup that the Galaxy can put out there? Maybe not. Maybe this one that we just saw, maybe that really is the most explosive lineup. But you don't sign a guy like a Robbie Keane or a Nigel DeJong on the bench, clearly. Those guys are your best players. So I think what you do is you put your 11 best players out there and uh, uh, you know find a formation that they can play with. Um, this combination was, was pretty electric this weekend. Uh, I'd like to see that a little bit more, but I think, as, as you said, if the team gets healthier, we're going to have these decisions all year. Who, who goes in and who goes out? Yeah, Adam, Robbie Keane back to uh, full training now? Uh, you know, he's approaching full training. Uh-huh. Uh, he was training today. Uh, you know, Bruce Arena said last week uh, that it was going to be kind of a stretch for him to play against Kansas City, and he's probably looking at him in the future. Uh, but, you know, Decisions have to be made about where he's going to fit. Uh, G-Line is going to be fit into this lineup alongside Robbie Keane because we know Robbie Keane is going to start. Uh, but I would say to look at where Gio, where Gio needs to be, he needs to look at one of his teammates, and that's Sebastian Legette. You know, a very similar type of player who's able to be creative, can play that number 10 role, who is able to be a threat offensively and is getting better defensively as well. And so I think that when you think about Gio possibly moving to the midfield. You know, you got to look at the play of Sebastian Legette and sort of building off his play because if he can fill that role, you know, he, you have a very, very dangerous Galaxy offense. Kevin, I once, uh, once guessed that, you know, Giovanni Dos Santos and the way that he plays and uh, sort of the attitude that he plays with, he needs to be one of those players who's kept happy who's kept, uh, you know, involved, who's, who's given sort of the, uh, the job that he has right now, which is be that number 10, go out and be the playmaker. Do you foresee any issues with Giovanni Dos Santos when Robbie Keane comes back and maybe Gio not getting to play that number 10 role? Well, you know, I can't, I, I don't know if I foresee any issues, but I do think you're absolutely spot on in, in your description. He does need to be happy. Um, he needs to feel like, you know, he's being used to the best of his ability. I think he does have, uh, one of those uh, personalities where he kind of really wants to feel not necessarily that he's the focus or the star, but that he's being useful. And, uh, right. you know, I think when he is a decoy or, or when he's not the, the principal guy in the offense, I don't think he, he feels as valuable to the team. So yeah, he is a guy that you have to keep happy. Um, Bruce arena has been a genius. He's been a great man manager throughout his career. If anyone can make this happen, I think he can, but I, I do think that when we saw Gio, going into a little bit of a funk last year. Part of it was the injury, probably a big part of it. But again, a guy, eight, eight teams in 10 years, I, I do think that, um, you know, there is some personality stuff that has to be managed. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean right. that's one of his strengths. When he's happy, he plays really well. Uh, you know, and the other thing in talking about all these different combinations and what happens when this guy comes back and where, where does Sebastian Jet play uh, best? We're finding all this out now. Um, with players being injured and, and pe- people going out to international duty, when this team really is all healthy and everybody's here, you know, it's almost like a football team where you have a goal line a defense and you have a short yardage offense. You know, Bruce Arena can throw out all kinds of different combinations and make substitutions off the bench in the second half. That's going to totally change the complexion of his team. 
that's going to make this team really tough to deal with, I think, going forward into the season. Yeah, we, we talked about at the beginning of the season just depth is uh, could be crazy uh, in terms of who the LA Galaxy have sitting on their bench and what they're able to do from that. But that also means that in some cases you're going to have guys who would be starting on any other team. And I think, Adam, you and I were talking about Jeff Laurentowitz saying he would start on any other team. And here he is. He's going to be primarily probably a sub coming off the bench for the LA Galaxy. So, uh, you know, with that depth comes issues as far as keeping everybody happy. But one stat I wanted to throw out, throw out about Giovanni Dos Santos, and you have to tell me, Adam, if you think it's misleading or if it's 100% accurate. Accurate. He's played 14 games for the LA Galaxy, has six goals and seven assists in those 14 games. Do you think most people are surprised with that? Do you think that's an accurate stat the way it reads, or is that stat maybe a little misleading? I mean, it's a little misleading when you think about, you know, how many multi-goal multi games he's had. Um, you know, he's had some very, very good performances uh, for this Galaxy team, and he's shown that he can be the person who this team brought in and, you know, gave their number 10 jersey to and hailed as the next great Galaxy star. Uh, but he's also had some inconsistent performances as well. Uh, so I think that there has been some good. Uh, there has been some bad. But, you know, we're talking about a lot about the Galaxy kind of getting Geo happy. We were trying talking about his happiness and him, you know, fitting him in and making sure he's okay with the position. You know, he has to be able to develop and to grow a little bit more. I keep harping on that defensive, uh, those defensive capabilities because I feel that with Robbie Keane in the lineup, you know, you have to put Giovanni Dos Santos at wide and you have to give him that sort of Landon Donovan in his final season role where he's playing out wide and he's able to create and cause problems there with his speed and his intelligence. Uh, you know, it's the only way he's going to fit in this group because you can't put, you know, Robbie Keane out on the flank, it's just not gonna not gonna work. Uh, so we need to see him, you know, grow and develop, and that's why he was given, you know, uh, a long term deal, and that's why he was brought here at, at such young age because the galaxy believe that you know the best is still to come from him, and that's what they want to see. No, it makes sense. And, and you know, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. You know, that, that's a good point, but that's also exactly the role I think that he plays best with the Mexican national team. Um, you know, where they have Chicharito and Vela and Peralta and all those people playing uh, right in front of the goal up forward, kind of like a Robbie Keane does, that Gio did take that wide role and, and did, uh, you know, play on the wing in the midfield. And he did very well there when he was at his best with the Mexican national team. So it, it is a role that he can play. I guess part of it is, as Adam said, talking about keeping him happy. Part of it is convincing him that that's where he's the most useful and that's where or he's going to do the, the, the best good for the Galaxy. All right, Kevin. Well, well, Adam said it, and it's something that I remember very vividly last summer is between New York City FC and the Seattle Sounders game. You know, this L.A. Galaxy team looked absolutely unstoppable. Giovanni Dos Santos was heating up. Steven Gerrard heating up. Everything looked like it was pointed in the right direction for the L.A. Galaxy. In fact, here on Corner of the Galaxy from the box, we did the, is this the best team ever As in terms of L.A. Galaxy teams? We actually had that discussion after those two games. So I'm trying not to get too high or too amped up about the the last two games that we've seen from the LA Galaxy but with Giovanni Dos Santos Kevin is he going to be a player that is going to make the difference this year or is this simply just another flash right now uh, I'm going to go off on the ledge a little bit and say uh, it's another flash right now I think he's going to be a good dependable player I don't think he's going to continue to do what he's done in the last couple of games mainly because when everyone's healthy, he's just not going to get the opportunities to do that. And the offense is not going to go through him 
like it has been the last couple of games. But if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be a very important player for this team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to to, uh, to check out. All right, if you're looking for Kevin Baxter, it's at kbaxter11 on Twitter. Of course, latimes.com, great writer for them as well. Kevin, want to thank you for uh, for coming on as always, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks for the call. All right. There's Kevin Baxter. Whenever I get back, uh, Adam Serrano and I are going to have a little back and forth about Giovanni Dos Santos. It's my turn to talk a little bit. I know that's what everybody was waiting for. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Backpack of Memories, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, LA Galaxy Insider, Adam Serrano with you once again. Great to have Kevin Baxter on. Hopefully that... Uh, that little discussion about Giovanni Dos Santos helped you all out. We're going to continue it a little bit here. First, Adam wanted to uh, wanted to talk a little bit to everybody, tell everybody this is our 85th Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, which is a, a little bit of a milestone. Anytime there's like a round number or five, it's a milestone. So congratulations on that. It hasn't been too painful, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go on the record and say that. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. This, this show has been painful because, see, I was telling Kevin – off the air that the reason this show was so painful was because I was like, oh, it's a corner of the galaxy from the box. All the production that goes into live shows doesn't happen on this. This will be easy tonight. And so far, we've just been plagued by phone problems and Skype issues and everything else that's in between. And a show that normally takes, oh, 25, 30 minutes to record is now getting into 45, 50 minutes to record. So always fun. That's how it goes. It was my own fault. I jinxed it. So uh, happy show 85 to you. Uh, Let's see. Giovanni Dos Santos, I, I'm really, really trying hard, Adam. I'm trying to stay calm. I'm trying to learn from my mistakes, knowing that last year we did a podcast talking about the greatest team ever and then seeing the LA Galaxy play out of their minds against a dumpster fire that is Houston and a Real Salt Lake team that was missing really their two best players. Uh, Burrito Martinez had to exit the game early. Uh, Joao Plata uh, was injured and didn't play in this game at all. So that whole undefeated record sort of caught up with Real Salt Lake, but that still wasn't a horrible team. And seeing Giovanni Dos Santos play in both of these games, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't cautiously, extremely excited about all of this. Yeah, you know, I think this this weekend's test against Sporting Kansas City, a team that's a little bit on the snide and has a, a midweek game, uh, is still a very interesting one for for Giovanni Dos Santos. I'm curious to see how how he reacts. Um, but, you know, I've said, I said this um, earlier in the week on Time Warner, Dark Table Sportsman, on one of my segments there. Uh, I said that, you know, you're seeing the best uh, from Giovanni Osanis. You're seeing what you want to see from him. Um, 
you know, some people in the Twitterverse uh, vehemently disagreed with that point, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to stand by it uh, and say that, you know, that you're starting to see what you want to see from Giovanni Santos. You're starting to see him be dangerous. You're starting to see him move toward goal with intention and really be that threat going up top. You know, you're starting to see the player, the player, the galaxy are paying for. Yeah. Um, the the heir apparent to to Landon Donovan. You're starting to see that now. And then, you know, it's a fantastic goal they scored against Real Salt Lake. You know, people have reason to be optimistic, but you know, it's still very much up in the air. I don't want to don't want to crown him yet because there's still uh, plenty left to come. Well, yeah, I mean, he has to get through, you know, the rough patches and everything else. Listen, you know, my criticism, or at least my asking the question of, you know, keeping Giovanni dos Santos happy isn't necessarily a bad criticism. I think Landon Donovan is was the same way, quite honestly. Landon played better when he was happy, um, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, he also played better sometimes when he had a chip on his shoulder. But, um, you know, Giovanni dos Santos doesn't seem to me like the kind of guy who plays well with a chip on his shoulder. He needs to be happy, and I'm worried about what happens whenever Robbie Keane comes back, and clearly that's, a, that, you know, that's more for Bruce to figure out than for me to figure out. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic because right now, realistically, everybody is about everybody on the field is about you know getting the ball to Geo and letting Geo do some magical things. And because of that, uh, I think Kevin was right on. Emmanuel Boateng had a good game. One because Giovanni dos Santos on that side as a forward was taking up a lot of uh, a, a lot of attention, and you know it really allowed Boateng to do what he needed to do, use his speed. Which is what he has. That's his. That's his key. Uh, uses speed to get around people and and to create dangerous situations. And it was it was because Giovanni dos Santos was was pulling so much attention away um, that you got to see other players. I mean, look, five goals from five different players. That should scare the crap out of everybody in Major League Soccer, shouldn't it? Yeah, of course. But you know what? I want to say that that's a little bit. Uh... I, I agree with Kevin's point in spirit. I agree with Kevin's point in spirit, but you know, I, I don't really believe that you know it's solely because of Gio. Because ideally, what it, with what I've said about you know putting him out wide, if you have a player like Robbie Keane, an MVP, a player that has score, scored many goals in this league, ideally that would work for Giovanni Dos Santos when he plays right. out wide. Ideally, he would play, be that spoiler. He would be that player like Sebastian Lejet has been this entire season. You know, Sebastian Lejet is quietly put together, I think, you know, one of the top two or three best Galaxy players uh, this season so far, and it's because he's been that sort of third option. I think that we've talked about this a lot, you know, dating back to 2013 about having that other option on the field, and I think that if you have a Robbie Keane that's healthy and dangerous and creating chances, you know, Gio should be able to be dangerous and create his own opportunities uh, from wherever he is on the field. Well, I think Jeff Kassar said after uh, after the game, uh, RSL head coach was talking and he said, you know, the LA Galaxy really caused a lot of problems because of the players cutting inside like Boateng and like McGee on the other side. It was those uh, those midfielders cutting inside, taking up space, clogging that up. And, and, and not to mention, once you have those guys inside, that starts putting four or five guys into that offensive attack. Steven Gerrard getting forward a lot more often as well puts him into that attack. You get Giossi's artist. You get all these guys. And, you know, it, it wasn't so much, you know, a Giovanni Dos Santos, you know, Gio show as much as it was in Houston, um, but it was more of a total team you know, show against Real Salt Lake, which gives you hope that everything can work. I'm just, I, I am still very cautious about you know getting on uh, on the Geo train right right away, just because I think that you know he 
I don't know that he necessarily handles adversity the best. And that's just my observation. That's nothing, you know, that I, that I know of, but I want to see what happens whenever, you know, they really have to grind out a game. And like you said, Kansas city, uh, a team that, uh, that is better probably than their record, who has the, the, the talent to really put a really good game on the LA galaxy and the LA galaxy winning a game on road in the Houston you know, now I'm almost expecting them to go to Kansas City and, you know, actually get three points out of that game with a Kansas City team that is that's going to be difficult but should be beatable right now. So, I mean, all of these things together and having to grind out something, I want to see that from Gio and I want to see him continue to get get uh, get better because he is the bridge player, Adam. I call him the bridge designated player. He's the guy who was brought in to bridge the gap whenever Robbie Keane leaves, whenever Steven Gerrard leaves. He's the guy who's going to stay, and they're going to bring in designated players around him, whether that's Nigel de Jong, as, as has been anticipated, um, and another designated player. He's the one who's going to stay because he's the young one. So he's the one who has to do the best and, like you say, sort of uh, pick up after Landon Donovan. I think that's going to be uh, really interesting to watch. Yeah, you know, I think that, like I mentioned in the previous segment, he's a player that I want to see continually mature. Uh, and he's doing very well uh, in this position uh, with the players around him right now, uh, and he's able to succeed. You know, he's succeeded out wide before uh, with the Mexican national team, as Kevin noted. And, you know, quite frankly, if you think about what Jeff Passar said in players, you know, cutting in on the side, ideally if you put Gio out there, he's that type of player who's going to cut in. Hopefully, you know, he doesn't run into Robbie Keane. But, you know, I think you calling him a bridge designated player is, is very apt. Uh, because he is that player that's going to say he is that player that has to develop. And I think that this start is good for him because it's giving him some confidence. And now I want to see if he can take that next step and deal with adversity whenever it comes. And, you know, it's going to come this week uh, from Sporting Kansas City, a team that is very good, very talented, and a team that is hungry to turn their, their season around no matter how early it is. Uh, you know, a three-game slide, they've got a they have to go to Vancouver uh, midweek, so it's going to be very difficult for them. But, you know, those games can sometimes be the most difficult when you're flying high, when the team is very desperate and very eager uh, to turn their luck around. So it's going to be a very challenging one for the Galaxy team. But, you know, I have to be optimistic as well, just like you were saying. I kind of expect them to either get three points or to get a point out of this game because this team is starting to figure out how to grind out results, how to do the dirty the dirty work needed to get points away from stuff up center. And that's a very good thing to see. And if they can do it at Sporting Park, you know, yes. I'll be willing to say they're for real. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll, it'll be a big step forward. That's for sure. Uh, that game is at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Fox Sports 1 on Sunday, May 1st. Uh, so you're going to want to check that out. Uh, we here on Corner of the Galaxy will do our very first live pregame show. That's right. We're going to do a pregame show before this 5 p.m. Pacific time kickoff. I will let you know what time that's going to start. Uh, I will let you know who's going to be on that. We're going to try to possibly hook up with LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano as he's there covering the game before kickoff. So we'll try to do a whole bunch of stuff with that and just lead you right up until uh, right up into Fox Sports's uh, Fox Sports One's coverage of that game. As well, we'll also have a live corner of the galaxy on Thursday at 7 p.m. Host Jared Dubois and myself will be covering that game, going back over the RSL game and looking forward to the Kansas City game as well. So you want to check out both of those things coming up. Cornerofthegalaxy.com forward slash live is where you can find out all the information of when the next live show is scheduled. Uh, you can find that all right there, cornerofthegalaxy.com slash live. All right. Adam, anything else you want to get to before uh, before we get on out of here? Let's, 
hope that we're not uh, talking about this next year, saying how what a bad idea this show was. <laughs> no, this one I think we were better. I think we were better. We didn't go over the hill on this one, so I think we're we're just a little bit maybe maybe smarter. Maybe in our older age, Adam, we've gotten just just a tad bit smarter. We'll see. Well, I'll take that. All right, all right. That's that's good enough. All right. Uh, what, let's see. If you're looking for LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano, it's at LA Galaxy Insider on Twitter. Uh, if you're looking for him on the website, it's lagalaxy.com forward slash insider for all of his writing. And again, Adam will be at the show, or excuse me, Adam will be at the game on Sunday against Sporting Kansas City. So you're going to want to follow him on Twitter to get all your updates there. Looking for me on Twitter at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, at Galaxy Podcast on Twitter, Instagram Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com, where you can find all of our live written articles, all of our live shows, all that fun stuff is right there for you. All right. Giovanni Dos Santos, he's got my interest peaked, that's for sure. I'm hoping that this is the beginning of something uh, really special for the LA Galaxy. Tied for best in Major League Soccer right now in points per game with two. Keep that in mind. Supporter Shield not completely out of the realm of possibility, all right? Still early. For LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano, I want to thank Kevin Baxter from the LA Times. I'm Josh Gessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye. Everybody.